26 pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. The Miami Dolphins select. That's so Dolphins talk with John Baker and Trigger Trey Proctor. Let me check your pulse if you're not fired up. Dude, are we good? Dude, what did that seem in the league? If you don't have iBlack at home, you better go get some iBlack. Put him on Uber and get him at. Hello and welcome into another edition of That's So Dolphins Talk. Got myself, Johnny Bay Show, and the co-pilot, Trigger Trey Proctor. And it's the, it's the primetime woes. We can't, we, we're, we're, we're fucking bullshit. We are bullshit. We are not bullshit. We are bullshit. You are bullshit. You're fucking bullshit. Man, I'm fucking bullshit. She's bullshit. It's all fucking nothing. Man, I'm telling you this because I, I know it, okay? We're nothing. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, John. John. We, we are not. Listen, listen. I do actually have some good things to say, though. Yes, there are some good things to say. There's also one thing that I think we need to realize is that there is one offensive lineman on this team that this offense truly is affected by more than any other, and it's Connor Williams. Everyone has thought it was T. Steed, and at this point I think everyone's gotten so used to playing without him that we found the ability to win without him. Without Connor Williams, this offense – like. He, him, him from a pulling standpoint, getting play call, you know, getting calls correctly, things of that nature. Connor Williams is so valuable to this team. Not having him is a huge loss. And I was a big Connor Williams hater early on in the season. Don't get me wrong. I had the snap for off. Well, I couldn't deal with it. We both were right. Yep. Um, and as the game ended, you know, the, the easiest thing to talk about is the, the officiating. Right. You know, it, it came out today and said or they came out today and said, you know, which seems kind of weird. that It's just not being announced. Like, why is this person still officiating? But they were suspended from officiating an ACC game due to unethical. Officiating practices like I feel like in most think about like doctors, think about lawyers, you know, anyone who's caught doing something unethical tied around something this important where money's involved, where people's careers are involved. Like, how are you still officiating football games? But that's option one. That is outside noise that we can't control. What we can control, or what we also couldn't control is we're missing, ended up missing our three, three starting offensive linemen. I know Kendall Lamb has basically been a starter, so you can even say two. Isaiah wins a huge loss. I mean, he's going to be out for a couple weeks. I don't know how he hurt his quad stepping on someone else's ankle. I don't know either. But, you know, losing him early sucks. That was a lot of the pressure came right through Lester Cotton. Lester Cotton did not have a good game. A lot of the false start penalties came from Lester Cotton. He did not play well. So I'm hoping Robert Jones is going to be ready to go next week because Lester Cotton is not the answer. And please don't put Liam Eikenberg at guard if Connor comes back. Well, that's what I'm afraid of. That's what I'm afraid that the alternative is, is that they're going to bump Liam from uh, center to guard. I think that's a terrible move. I would rather see Rob Jones in there. Also, to note that like Lester Cotton played like late season last year. It didn't play bad. Like I mean, it wasn't great by any means. It wasn't this bad though. We also will never see a D line like that again until the Super Bowl when we play them. That's the best D line in football. That's one of the best D lines I've ever seen assembled. I mean, Hassan Riddick. Good, when did I- has 
I mean, the Hassan Reddick, like, I don't understand what the game plan was to run right at his face the whole first half, but it was idiotic. I don't understand yeah. why they continued to just try to do it because, like, I, I would push back and say that the Jets and the the depending on how healthy the Bills are, like they are not quite that tier, but they're a step right under the Eagles D line. And like they're I would say the Jets D line is probably the closest thing we're gonna see to the Eagles defensive line. And we gotta see them two more times this year, which is good, but um I, I don't I don't understand the thought process. I don't understand the game plan. Uh, of trying to run i mean it it didn't help the fact that we got injured so early and things just went to shit after that on the line but i, I don't yeah. know, i don't we'll get into it in a little bit but i the main i guess my my biggest takeaway is that though things were not going our things that were out of the dolphins control on during the game it was still a one score game with five minutes left to go. Like we are driving, we are in, we are in high red zone, driving to tie the football game. And for the second straight play, the second straight time that they ran that play, that was the same play that Waddle had that big catch on. It's the exact same play. Him and Mostert weren't spaced correctly. And I don't understand, like, how does that happen? And I don't know whose fault it is, but on top of that, it's clear and evident DPI. And they don't call it. Well, that and they shouldn't have ever been in that position if Eichenberg wouldn't have literally snapped it right into his nutsack on first down and then snapped it straight into two of shins on second down. Like, should never have been there. And right. And then, you know, like we've we've said this every single week on this pod is that Tua will have one, two, two throws a game where he's going to do something that he probably shouldn't do. And up till this point, I mean, minus the Bills game, like those things didn't ha like those things didn't hurt the Dolphins, and right. that was the, the that was the difference in the game. I felt like if we if we score there or get three there, there's a bit of a difference in that game, and yeah, you just can't let it. You can't let the it, the the officiating horrendous. Absolutely, I mean, I don't want to lean on that crutch, but I will not listen. I will not. Here's the thing, I. From the coaching standpoint, I never lean on officiating because at the end of the day, it's our job to win a football game. It's not like – but when you have a stat that comes out that says in the last 10 years, there have been 17 games total, 10 years. That's 10 years times, you know, how many games a week, call it 18 games a week, you know, 15 games a week in that range for 10 straight years. Yeah, It's a lot of football games. There have been 17 total that a team has went without any penalties a full season's worth out of that 10 years. Literally that is absolutely bonkers. So this might be the one instance where I can say like, again, we still had a chance to win the game. So that's why I'm not going to lean. Like I'm not 90%. I'm not hundred percent saying the officials, um, you know, or, or caused what happened, but they played a huge role and there's not a single human being that can debate that. Um, we got it. We had a couple ball don't lie moments. That face mask should have been called. Jerome Baker turned around and kicked their, you know, fumble six, pick six, whatever it was. So, oh, you know, nice. we had some of those that was nice. Yeah. Which we'll get into when we get to good, bad, and, and all that good stuff. Cause I, there's some stuff we were just talking about last night. But, you know, takeaways for me are this 
we're in a one score game with a Super Bowl contender on primetime football um, in a way in a very hostile environment mm-hmm. with a lot of eyes on it. I, I'm anxious to see that might that's probably the most watched something like football game this year. I bet when that comes out. Um, Mike McDaniel started out not being able to run the football and adapted, which we have not seen. And we started to run the football a lot better in the second half. So we were able to change our game plan mm-hmm. while shuffling key offensive linemen out. That That is a positive. That's one of my big takeaways too. We, Tyreek Hill, dropped touchdown pass. Probably never going to see that again the rest of the, the, rest of the, the season. Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, touchdown pass called back. Should not have been. Right. Like there's three or four plays that take out all the ticky tack, all the stuff that should have been called, all the stuff that was called and should have been. There's three, there's, there's three major plays that affected this game the most, in my opinion. It's two is interception that should have had DPI. It's Tyreek's touchdown being called back. And it's Tyreek dropping that ball as he's running into the end zone and hits off his knee. Mm-hmm. Like those are things you aren't going to see. And we just happen to basically, I mean, you got to see, you know, you might see one of them. You might see two of them. We had all three compiled into one game. Yeah. And like I I thought that I took this away from uh Orlovsky today whenever he said like those those are things that don't happen to this like th- these are things that this th- those are very routine things that the team like just just won their night. Like we just we just got we literally just got beat by a better team. And what sucks is that this game felt very much like that 49ers game last year. How, you know, we didn't really come out firing, but we had like that chance early and then like they kind of got out to a lead and it and like we were just hanging around hanging around but with like five minutes left we had a chance to go and tie it and we shit our pants yeah and, um yeah yeah i don't know I, I i just think that you know those are my biggest takeaways i would say is that you know given all things is that you know it was a one score game with five minutes left at, at one score game one yeah. score game of five minutes left very um, handed and that's not an excuse either next man up, but still like it, when you're going against Super Bowl like caliber team, like a team that will be there in January, February, like, I mean, you're down that bad w- with injuries and you're still hanging in there. Like, I mean, that's one, it's a one, you're exactly, it's, it's a one score dude, our rush defense against a team that can run the ball at will Our our rush defense was very, very good last night. Yeah. That's- David Long, Played out of his mind. Yeah. So getting in, we'll we'll just hop right into um, the good and the bad and the ugly. Yeah. I feel like for both of us. So here's my biggest takeaway. Number one, or my biggest, my biggest good is that Vic Fangio brought. I don't know if this is just because he felt more comfortable going against an offense that he's like more familiar with, with being in the building there for a whole year or not. But yeah, he started mixing man he was aggressively uh attacking the line of scrimmage like the run defense was there this defense has not played i you know you could say they gave up 31 points but uh that defense has not played that well that aggressive that on edge they have not played like that all season they haven't played like that since the buffalo playoff game or buffalo game to like last year in the snow like that defense looked like the defense of old and it felt like it didn't feel like the game was ever out of reach because it was like, you were always just, you always just knew that something was going to happen. Now Chubb should have probably got that sack there on that fourth and three. 
And, you know, I have some thoughts on this tush push business too, but uh, I really think a, a really big good for me is that Fangio called probably his best game of the season. And it looks like I agree. he's making strides. I agree. Um, yeah. John, or John, David Long is a good for me for sure. Um, you know, I thought he was fine. He was attacking the line of scrimmage. He was finding the right gaps. Him and hashtag neck roll Baker both were able to make big time plays when it mattered. Um, I thought that was Baker's definitely best game this year. And one of the better games he's played in a Dolphins uniform. Again, we are, um, you know, my dad said the other night that we are absolutely so critical of Jerome Baker. And I still think we should be, but I think um, his ability to find run gaps and, and fill holes as needed last night was Mm -hmm. the best that, you know, he's looked. both our linebackers played well. D-line, I thought it felt like we were getting pressure almost every night against a very mobile quarterback. Um, we flushed him out of the pocket a lot. Uh, you know, we had some holding calls that should have been called. Mm-hmm. Lane Johnson got a quick start every single play that no one wants to talk about. But, um, you if, know. When, if he wasn't jumping, Malata, or Malata, is that how you say? I think that's how. Yeah, Malata, yeah, whatever his name is, yeah. They were both jumping before the ball was snapped every single play. And, like, even objectively, I even like went to a different chat and I was like, am I like blind here? Like, or is this happening? And even a Steelers fan jumped in was like, yeah, like they're obviously jumping every play. And like, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to jump. I, I, I st- I'm now we're just going, we're just going back on everything we said. We're going back to the officiating, but no, I'm no, I'm not. Listen, we lost a football game, but yeah. we can't art like I, everyone's I eyes saw that- it. When you have national media coming out and saying things, it's different than a bunch of Homer fans saying, oh, man, the ref screwed us. Like, there's national media pundits coming out saying, what is going on? Like, yeah. there's there's, there's clearly something afoot with this football game. I don't know what it is. I don't know if um, they just wanted to keep the Eagle hype train. I don't know if the NFC is down, so they want to make sure that they have, you know, a solid contender that they can push. I don't care. It doesn't matter. But what ha- – what, what, back to my goods, um, you know, D-line, David Long, Jerome Baker um, – and I thought in terms of our offensive line, there were times where we stonewalled them. And mm-hmm. offensive, I should say offensive line in the second half really seemed to come together from a run game standpoint. And I thought that was super important. Um, and I thought we were able to adapt, like I said earlier, to uh, change our playing calling a bit. Um, and, you know, Jalen Waddle, you know, was able to make some plays, which is nice to see. So I, those would be my good. Yeah, I have one more good, and I think I'm I'm going to piggyback off what you said about McDaniel. Is that what they did in the second half? That was a really interesting adjustment. Was they brought Ingold into like that pistol formation, like right beside Tua, and he was an extra blocker, which I thought was very interesting and good. Um, it, it it was just a very smart play, and I thought that like that it was really interesting. And I, you know, in gold is I feel like he's invaluable to this team. And as much as you know, as bad as we talked about Connor Williams wanting to be paid, uh, over the off season and was gonna set out, and we were like, this dude ain't worth it. Uh, I would very much argue in favor that he is worth a big contract, and I would yeah. rather give the money to Williams than Wilkins. That I, was gonna I'm gonna I'm as I'm gonna slide into my bad. Um, I know I praised the D line, mainly speaking of the edge, and you know Raekwon Davis played well, and Steeler was Steeler. 
Christian Wilkins continues to be a no-show in games that matter. Um, how can you go out and – I shouldn't say games that matter. Every games matter. But against teams that are um, really able to game plan against him, he is a non-factor. Um, how can you line up offsides that many times in front of the football as a professional athlete? He's, on top of that, how- literally like within a pinkies reach and he's offsides. Like, how do you not see that? And how, from a coaching standpoint, are you not chewing his ass every time he comes to the sidelines? I understand that he has a motor like anyone else, but um, like you can't continue to hurt this football team in that fashion. I understand that roughing the passer should have been called, but it clearly wasn't necessary. Like, I'm not even going to defend that. I don't think it should have been called. You know, Dean Blandino, whatever the hell his name is, came on and said it shouldn't have been called. Um, I agree it should have been called. Same time, it's not. It, it's like in baseball, as I'm watching the Phillies, It's if it's a 3-2 count or a two-strike count, yeah, there might be some pitches that are balls that are called strikes because they're too close to let to not swing at. Yeah, It's the same thing with Christian Wilkins. He knew he wasn't getting a sack. He's just, and I get it. It's worked for him. He gets in people's heads. He does it to Josh Allen. He gives them them late shoves, tries to get them riled up. I understand what he's doing, but he has to understand situational football from a penalty standpoint. And he seems to just not have that ability. Yeah. The, the bad for me. Uh, oh, we've... sorry. Let me finish. Let me finish my bad real quick. Oh, um, our punter, our punter can dog walk his ass out of our building. Cause he's awful. Um, I don't care if he had, you know, one good punt. He has four that aren't good. Uh, he's a liability, and that will hurt us. Um, and Eli Apple and Cater Kohu, all I can say is Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard, please come back. I'm hoping Jalen plays this week. You know, I think we'll get into that as we talk, you know, for next week. But, you know, we need Jalen Ramsey back. We need um, Xavier Howard back. We we need Nick Needham back. Yeah. Um, Javon Holland in the concussion protocol, bad. Self-reporting bad. symptoms, bad. Real bad. Uh, yeah, the unaffiliated neuro consultant clearing him and then him having symptoms in the morning, bad. Like, yeah. But, put this into perspective real quick. Sorry. But before, you know, I'll let you get to your bed here in a second. That's what I want to think about this. David Long and Javon Holland knock each other out. They run into each other. David Long is put into concussion protocol, but clears it today and is good to play next week. Javon Holland is cleared to play in the game, but is now in concussion protocol today and probably won't play next week. Does that make sense? To Am I like, how is that possible? How is it? Any sense. I I just don't, I I just, some of these things are just so perplexing to me. I don't know how it happens. Um, I still think, you know, having David Long is, you could argue which one's more important, but again, no Javon Holland's bad. I, uh, you know, regardless of his play this year, not being what, you know, we've expected of years past, he's still a focal point of the defense, I think. So that that's a bad for me. Yeah. The uh, bad for me uh, is I didn't think that Kohu played bad. I just think he had a really bad matchup. Like if yeah. I would have played that on Devonta Smith, I probably would have been okay with it, but like, I don't know. It's, Eli Apple is not the answer uh, from what I'm understanding too, is that Cam Smith is a uh, behavioral problem uh, from what I, I didn't really, I did not see that. So this is news to me having some behavioral issues like with like 
on the team. And I don't, and I don't know if I don't, I could just be reckless, reckless speculating right now, but he had some uh, issues and like, that wasn't it. That was one of the reasons why he fell in the draft and it must be carrying over. So I don't know if that's true. That's what I heard. That could just be some reckless bullshit that I just put out there. And who's I your, who's your who's your sauces? Um. Oh gosh, I saw it on I saw it on Twitter, and I feel like I heard I heard it talked somewhere today. I could be totally off base though, but I did hear about it. I, I read it on Twitter. I can't remember who it was. I forgot to send it to you. That was a problem. Um. But that that seems to be a little bit of an issue. Like to not even put him out on the field at all. Uh, felt pretty, felt pretty stupid. But, um, yeah, the bad is just Eli Apple, man. He just he just, he has no effort. Like if like if if he doesn't initially make the tackle or they're just out of arm's reach, like he's just given up. And we just got to be okay with that. Uh, and, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and the bad. I mean, Liam Eikenberg. I feel like we don't need to reiterate that. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's not good. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then the ugly. My ugly is I'm I'm pushing Dan or I'm Dan Bailey or Jake Bailey. Uh I'm pushing him the whole way to the ugly because you can't have a 34 yard punt in the NFL. Like it's not ugh. the whole special teams thing is a liability. It makes me nervous. Yeah. I mean Jason Sanders at least made a field goal in a windy environment, so that was nice to see. Was- um ugly, ugly for me, and I want this to hopefully I wanted to make this the thumbnail of the video. Nick Sirianni has the most punchable face known to man. I can't stand him. Um, he is a pompous jackass. I've never seen a coach act like that. The way he like celebrates with the officials, like I'm all for celebrating with your team, but when you're peacocking up and down the sideline with yeah. childbearing hips, trying to stare people down, no but- one is worried about you. And like you want to giggle about your tush push? Okay, man. I get it. Like you have a quarterback that can squat 600 pounds. Like, cool. Like really good to see that you can get one yard in the NFL. You know, I'm proud of you. You're a clown, Nick Sirianni. I know you'll never hear this video. Hopefully somehow one of your family members finds this and sends this to you. <laughs> you are an absolute asshat. Cannot stand Nick Sirianni. Number one, my ugly, my, my true ugly in terms of the, in terms of Dolphins football, um, Has got to be. It pains me to say this. Jeff Wilson might be useless on this team. He. Yeah. He. And let me let me even double back on that. Savon Ahmed and and Jeff Wilson. That was that was was Ahmed's worst game he's ever played in a Finns uniform. That was. Yeah. I'm going to put him in ugly and not put him on the Uber right now. Which we might have to meet. We have to make a segment. We have to go good, bad, ugly Uber because he's not Ubered out of town good, yet. Good, bad Uber. Yeah, good, bad. No, good, bad, ugly because ugly means you're on the the prep the 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 cusp of being Ubered. But uh, if you get from ugly to Uber, then get off his team. Jeff Wilson, Savannah Ahmed, and basically running back depth at this point outside of Mostert and Achan. Um, problem. Ugly. Not good. Not good. Yeah. Uh, stock up, stock down. I think that the big stock up, I think, is just the. I'm gonna put stock up on the on the coaching staff because, uh, you know, McDaniel made adjustments, and he did make adjustments, and uh, you know, he was dealt a shit hand on the offensive line with that 
Fangio put together a really good defensive plan, I felt like. It's just that we didn't have the people on the back end to cover. Like, if if we would have had X, I feel like they're... And even... Oh, I really feel like, too, if we had Ramsey, like, but but we didn't. And so, like, you know, they beat us with Eli Apple and Cater Kohu, and I feel like that sucks. But I feel like we put together a really good plan. Um, the the D-line and the linebacking cord showed up. And, like, um, yeah. I don't know what I don't there there isn't a lot of I mean I feel like there are some good stuff but that's definitely the stock up for me. Yeah, I would I would agree. Stock up is obviously neck roll Baker. Um, I hope he wears neck roll the rest of his life. Um, I hope he goes one step further and puts the jersey up over the neck roll. I want him to look full turtle out there. Ooh. And I if he puts the jersey up over the neck roll, I might buy a neck roll and a Baker jersey and wear it just like he does. Um, he's definitely stock up for me. David Long stock up for me. Um, you know, Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb, I thought both played pretty well. Um, oh, one more ugly, our tackling's dog shit. We don't need to talk about that, but everyone knows we talk about it every single week. Our tackling is absolutely atrocious. Um, I would rather put my dog out on the field to tackle than watch some of our defensive backs try and tackle a ball carrier. But I digress. Back into the stock up. Um, again, David Long, Jerome Baker. Um, you know, it's hard not to put Jason Sanders in there for me because he, you know, was able to make a field goal. You know, it was 40 yards, windy conditions. We've seen a lot of missed field goals yesterday in the NFL, especially in the Northeast area. So mm-hmm. it's good to see him, you know, be able to deliver on that. And hopefully that helps build some momentum. Um, stock down for me, you know, I think the secondary as a whole right now is stock down. But it's hard to really judge them until we have a full complement of players. Mm-hmm. Um, like, of all of our position groups, I think that's the one that has the most reinforcements coming. Um, bringing Jalen and Nick Needham back onto this defense, I think it's going to be super special. Um, stock down for me, Van Ginkle. He was quiet last night. Very quiet. Did not tackle well. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I didn't like. He just just seemed non-existent. Um, I and you know, you're gonna kill me for saying this, but I have to go stock down with Tua. You know, I'm a big Tua fan. Obviously, you know, I'm a huge Tua fan. But it just seems like last night. Um, you know, there were a couple times where he had an opportunity to kind of be a killer um, and he just did not deliver. And, you know, that's going to happen. It's not the end of the world. I'm not saying obviously two is not the guy. Two is a two is a god. Like he's he's a top five quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion. But when you have a matchup like that, Sunday Night Football against your Alabama counterpart, who you like, I understand that they don't probably look at outside noise like most fans do. But that's one where you want to shut a lot of people up with your play. And it just seemed like whether it be our, you know, again, I know the offensive line. I know we had drops. I know Waddle missed half the game, um, but you know, I just felt like he didn't bring up the rest of his team like I was hoping. Um, I'll, I'll say outside. I, I, I feel like Tua played as expected, um, given given like the amount of pressure he was faced with, and at sometimes whenever they were stonewalled, he was great. But my biggest, um. My biggest worry with Tua from this year, it's not, it's it's his ability to, it, it feels like when the first and second uh, isn't there, he has to go to a third and he panics because he knows he doesn't have a lot of time left. And that seems to be like, 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 if, like when we play these elite defenses, they're taking away one or they're taking away two and then he's got to go to three, and then that's when we get into trouble. And I feel like last night he did not want to throw that ball to 
I don't think he wanted to throw that ball, but he didn't have a, I don't, for some reason he just started the hero ball and, and, and I thought that Tua played, I thought Tua played great. And I thought that, that fucking strike, that strike to Tyreek that was called back oh, was disgusting. That he, fade ball he, was disgusting. That ball that he threw two of those balls that he threw to uh, Wilson, especially that one across the field, that thing was on a rope. Yeah, and that back shoulder off of the off of our um, off of our read action wheel that we run—that's our bread and butter play. That back shoulder to Wilson, he's a receiver who he probably doesn't get a lot of time with. So you know, I, I, that that's a huge moment in that game on third and eighteen or whatever the hell it was. It was something crazy, but um, I I understand to it. I'm not saying, no, but no, from no. what we've seen weeks prior, he's yeah. got to be stalked down for me because he did like. He's someone that you want to see rise to the occasion and deliver. And he had the opportunity to deliver. And for what, you know, whether it's his fault, the O-line's fault, he's a quarterback of this football team. You'd like to see him find a way to, to win to win that game or at least tie it with a chance to do it. Yeah. Um, it's a mistake we've seen Justin Herbert make every single week. Who's 27 and 28 as a starter, but no one wants to talk about it. But he looks a big arm, throws far. Josh Allen, big arm. Big arm. Accuracy. Big arm. That's all that matters, right? Sandfall quarterback, big arm. Uh, uh, stock down uh, for me. Uh, it, it's it, Eli Apple. Like, I was actually kind of excited when we signed Eli Apple because I thought it would be a good veteran presence. I just wasn't anticipating the fact that um, – that he would be number one option for a game. I didn't think that would be a possibility. I thought he'd be a great third option, maybe fourth, uh, but he's turned into like the biggest option and the biggest liability and, you know, stock down on him. Uh, especially whenever you run over to Rodney Harrison before the game and Rodney Harrison says on television, television, it's going to be an Eli night. And then that happens. Uh, yeah. So not a good look. Um, I- imagine, imagine looking at your schedule as an NFL receiver. And when you see you play the Dolphins, you're penciling in Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard, and you walk into Cater Kohu and Eli Apple. Yeah. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised that, like, they didn't throw for three 390 last night. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, we've already exhausted the, the, the downs other than Eichenberg. I don't want to see any more Eichenberg. Uh, another good night from... Uh, I want to also, before we move on, I want to highlight another good night from uh, Austin Jackson. I felt like he played really good. Again. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree. Like right side. I felt like the right side played very well again. Like Rob Hunt and and Austin Jackson, they're not liabilities at this point in the season. And no, I love I love Rob Hunt and, and Austin Jackson. They're they're, they're, con- they're continuing to trend upward and like sky's the limit for that side of the line. We yep. got to we got to get the middle and T set healthy. Yeah. So. But yeah, uh, we're moving on to uh, the next week's game, and it's the it's the Patriots. It's at home. It's a one o'clock game. Patriots are coming off a big upset against the Bills. Do we call that an upset? I would guess so. Yeah. Um, for what watching, I I had that game on, and it felt like that. It, it those are the things that I wish that the Dolphins could do to the Bills. And they didn't do that. It doesn't make any sense. I the NFL makes absolutely no sense. Um, I mean, the, this this is what's going to happen. The Bill or the Patriots are going to walk into Hard Rock and they're going to lose by twenty one after they beat the Bills last week. That's exactly what's going to happen. Oh wow! I don't think. Well, 
I'm hope I don't know. I'm hoping we're that- gonna have them in their dark blue jerseys, freaking just dying on the sidelines. Mac Jones is awful. Our D line's gonna eat. Like we're we're winning by twenty one. Mark it, book it, thumbnail it. But I think that <laughs> what I want to see is, and this is I think the most important thing for Tua and company is how do we respond? Do we go back to continually beating the teams we need to beat? And do we make sure that we don't look ahead into the Kansas City game, which I feel, in my opinion, outside of the Bills at the end of the year, I think this Kansas City game is one I would consider must win in the biggest game of the year. I understand the Eagles are the Eagles. It's on Sunday Night Football. It was a super hype game. At the end of the day, in a week that the Bills also lost, which is a plus, it's an NFC opponent that affects zero with playoff seeding. Um, it's one you want to win for team momentum, but it's one you don't really need to win. That's not going to affect your season. Um, I want to see how we respond and, you know, we're at home after that, our, this loss. Yeah. The Patriots game is the big, it's a trap game for sure. This is the trap game of the year. And if yeah. you do not show up and you lose to the Patriots, uh, you're going to go to Germany and you do not want to lose that. Like that, if, if, if this team wants to be real, and they want to be realistic in expectations and the expectations for me is a, a minimum, uh, you know, last, last year we got to a wild card round. Now let's win a wild card game. Let's get the divisional round. Like let's like, yeah. let's, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Say, Cause I don't think that they're, they're not playing like a Super Bowl team. They haven't played like a Super Bowl team. They haven't shown. Well, we have, I, and we also they have, we, they have pieces to be a Super Bowl team. They haven't put it all together. We haven't seen the best dolphins yet. And I think that that's correct. a good takeaway too. Correct. We have but, not seen the best dolphins yet. My dog keeps knocking my camera over. Sorry. We have not seen the best Dolphins yet. Um, we have a ton of reinforcements coming. And, you know, I think that's going to be a huge help. You know, I feel really bad for the Raiders, which it seems like we're going to get T-Steed and A-Chain back at the Raiders, which is, I think is huge. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think I'm not going to look ahead to the Chiefs, but, you know, going into the bye, 7-2 and two feels like, like, I mean, if we're 7-2, and two, that, I mean, it would have been huge. That's exactly and, what you want. That's exactly what you want. And, I'm not going to complain about that at all. And and six and three with your three losses. About, I can't even complain about being five and two. I've never seen a five and two Dolphins. Just like I'll probably yeah. see just if they lose this or if they win this week, I've never seen a six and two Dolphins. And I've never seen a six and three Dolphins. Maybe I have seen a six and three Dolphins, but I haven't. It like the way it, we take care of business. And then, you know, I don't even want to talk about the Chiefs either because that's a whole nother yeah. end. But I don't want this team to be thinking about man, we lost, we got to, like, the the focus should be we got to beat the living shit out of the Patriots this week. We got to we gotta make a statement, and we're not looking ahead to Kansas City. That's why I think a because- lot of people are saying save, save Jalen Ramsey for the Chiefs. I think him coming back this week, which seems to be a real possibility, is more important than saving him for the Chiefs because – Absolutely. He, he needs to get his legs under him if he's going to play. The well, him- not only that, but think of the momentum boost he brings to this team being in pads, dude. Like yeah. that is something that gets you out of a trap game, having Jalen Ramsey line up for your football team for the first time. Yes. Um, you know, that that's that's huge. Like you see him on the sidelines talking shit to fans. Like that's the energy we're missing right now on the defense. It doesn't seem we ha- like we have that. I mean, Christian Wilkin runs, runs his mouth, but he shrinks when we need him. He's not hyping the rest of the defense. He's hyping himself. Correct. Um, Jalen Ramsey is going to be someone that, I, you know, if he plays, I think turns what could be a trap game into a dominating win for the Dolphins. If, if we're able to get Jalen Ramsey back on the field, 
hoping to see Connor Williams back. Sounds, you know, I haven't seen anything on him yet. I didn't see what Mike said about him. Sounds like, oh shit! One thing we didn't get into: Isaiah Wynn being hurt sucks, man. I, I, Isaiah Wynn does hurt. It, it's not. It, it hurts a lot. I mean, I don't. I, I'm hoping Greer's hitting the phones for some O line help. I really think it's like that's going to be important depth, even if it's a depth signing, because I don't really want to body a, a, an able body that won't be offsides or full start, and that can just block somebody better than a yeah. So. I mean, going to this, I'm hoping we're getting Jalen back. I'm hoping we get Connor Williams back. I'm hoping Lester Cotton slash Robert Jones gets their legs under them at that left guard spot. Um, I'm hoping it's not Liam Eikenberg at that left guard spot. Probably going to be Liam. Probably going to be Liam Eikenberg at that left guard spot. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's just let's just hope that we uh, are able to be a divisional opponent and continue to stay at the top of the AFC East. Yeah. So, all right. Well, oh, you want to talk about hard knocks? Uh, yeah, yeah. The the Dolphins are going to be in the in season. Uh, they're going to be the in season team for hard hard knocks. Or, or that's going to be on HBO. So, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. I'm hoping that's not a distraction. I don't think it should be, but it'll be interesting to see the inside of the building right now. I think as much, and I think in my, the distraction, not in my opinion, because of how much social media teams are involved with posting videos, and there seems to be always cameras around anyway. I don't see that as a distraction. If anything, I'm hoping that it kind of gives us a little midseason boost, right? It's kind of cool to see you yourself on hard knocks. I'm hoping some of the players kind of involve. You know, I think it would be good to see some of the, um, yeah. you know, maybe the guys that don't get as much pub. You know, obviously, you know, Tua and Tyreek and, you know, a lot of these guys get a lot of pub. I, I think it'd be cool to see more, you know, from Javon Holland, more from David Long, you know, Drew. Like, I'm excited to see some of that stuff. And it keeps us interesting through the season. Um but yeah, it seems it sounds like they're gonna start filming after um, after Germany sounds like, and it'll carry to the end of the season. So hopefully, we have a hard knocks Super Bowl. Yeah. All right. Super excited for that. So be looking out for that. And uh, we got the Finns versus the Pats on Sunday. So with that, uh, we'll see you next week on that. So Dolphins talk ends up. <laughs>